Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Friday, May 3. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira, and it is Friday. Mm. End of the week, fantastic week, uh, great passage, and uh, what a great privilege it's been. So let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this wonderful passage that we've had. Thank you for the opportunity we've had to reflect on it. We ask, Lord, for a continued blessing in it. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, I'm back in the English Standard Version, which we also read on Sunday, the ESV. Isaiah 43, 1 through 7, and 18 and 19. Subheading, Israel's only Savior. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, Give up, and to the south, Do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, here's our final question for this week and uh, for today. Thanks to Pastor Tim. I want to encourage you again to uh, read the Daily Walk um, at boulder.church forward slash daily and hopefully you receive it by email as well. Where do you already see God working for change and innovation in your life and in your church? On my face. I'm getting older. No, innovation, not change. change. It says change and innovation. Oh, I didn't pick that up. So, there is. I didn't pick it up. There is change. I didn't pick that up. I was like, what are you on about? Yeah, I don't feel like there's a lot of innovation Innovation going on in my face, but there's change, definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Um, I think that um, actually... Face, overall body, <laughs> hearing, <laughs> eyesight, okay, all yeah. of these. I kind of got, got the you picture. You got it. I got the picture. The general deterioration, yeah, yeah. yes. I have seen... Mm-hmm. <laughs> on your face. No, I have seen, I've seen actually innovation and change. Um, sometimes I've seen change for the worse and sometimes I've seen change for the better, uh, which is interesting. Um, but I think that this text obviously is talking about transformative change for the best, uh, because all of this passage Isaiah is just is just going through here saying, "Look, you were Jacob, then you were Israel, and I redeem you, and I called you, and you go through hard times, and and yet I the fire doesn't burn you, and and so everything is about like difficulty to good, 
and he's saying, I rescue for all this. And then he, he goes to these verses in 1819, and I'm going to do new things. So everything is about something amazing taking place inside here, as opposed to change for negative. Um, and so I actually have seen good things taking place inside the church. Yeah, I was just reading a profile of a pastor who I think is like 35, mm. and he's an evangelical. But what mm. he's doing is trying to challenge people, I mean, I guess mostly people within his age group and so forth, to um, think differently about even evangelical Christianity and not think of it as being, well, what he's asking them basically to do is compare Jesus, his set of values, what he said, what he told us to do, yeah. and then what kind of quote, quote, evangelical Christianity stands for, yeah. and just say, are these things the same? Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool and innovative. Like um, and I think I'm I'm seeing more of that springing up all the time, kind of in reaction to the political moment that we live in right now. I think that in some ways, if it causes people to be more reflective about what Christianity actually means, that will be a good thing in the long run. That would be a good thing, you know, for individual people to think, well, wait a minute, what is the standard that I'm supposed to be, you know, holding myself to, and what is what do these things have in common? Critical thinking about what we actually do and why we do things is actually really essential. And those tools are missing about life and they're missing about church. Mm -hmm. I think what we are is critical, but not critical thinking. Yeah, and I think we all have pretty big blind spots about things. Yeah. It's easy to think that whatever I personally want is also what God wants. Yeah, yeah. You know, which I, th I think that's a huge mistake. Yeah for a person to make. And yet we all do this. We assume yeah. that, you know, that's kind of what I was getting at the other day with talking about managing change and getting ahead of it, et cetera. I mean, what if you're kind of managing God and, and all this in a way that is not leading you in the direction that you're even supposed to be going? Mm -hmm. So I, that's where I question kind of meddling too much. Like, I think you have to be active. You have to act in your own life, but kind of being certain that you know what God wants and then thinking you're going to... It feels like there are quite a few examples of people in the Bible who did that. Yes. Um, Abraham being one that springs to mind. Well, and, and Abraham's like a, such a He knows what God great, wants, and so he's going part. to make yeah. it happen, right? He's, he's getting ahead story. of the change, <laughs> oh. I think. Um, but... Well, I think that the story of Abraham is a great story because it's, it's such an elaborate story with so much detail about what life actually means and how you actually try to listen to the voice of God and how you try to apply it to yourself. Well, yeah, and, and I think I sympathize I with really, him a really lot good. because I understand when you think that you know mm -hmm. the path before you and you're trying to make it work, you're trying to do your part to make sure that you're not letting God down in some yeah. way. You know, I think that's what he was doing. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And I, and I love that about him. I love that actually his his honesty and and yet his his honesty to even admit that actually I didn't listen to God about that as well and and then the elements of where he passes things on to the next generation that they copy those things as well because we do that as well which I think happens in church where we have things that are innovative we think they're fantastic they are fantastic and then what we do is we just copy it and we copied the next generation. And I don't think that's actually innovation. I think that's that God calls us to to create new things all the time, mm -hmm. which is what we which we should be doing all the time. So church can't just be duplicating itself uh, every generation identically and just saying that's what it should be. Otherwise, my goodness, where? Well, remember that school that I visited? Uh, it's been you know twenty some years ago. Is when we first got married in England. 
um, it was a boarding school, and their entire oh, premise. Yes. Okay, they would oh they would remake the wow. rules. I forgot about that. Every single year, yeah, I know based exactly on the students, about. based on the community that was there. Mm-hmm. So the idea was the philosophical belief of the founder was that a six year old child is just as much a person yeah. as he, a sixty year old man, is a person yeah. has just as much right to make decisions, and so. Any decision they made about the school, they would open it to a vote, mm. um, a pure democratic vote. They were trying to make, create thinkers, right? I think that was the idea. And also the belief that any, you, know, you could make arguments mm-hmm. and try to swing people to vote your way, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't have set rules about, say, um, drinking alcohol. That mm. would change depending on what the delegation at large thought Not about it and whether it became a problem. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of what they did, they would look at, is this thing a problem yeah. this year in this context with these people? And if it is, then, hey, we decide no drinking this yeah. year because this group of people, it's not working. But another year, it wouldn't be a problem. It would be yeah. fine. And I thought that was an interesting uh, and quite a sensible way of looking at things rather than having rules that are just set in place all the time, that the rules depend on the context and the people that you have. Yes, and so we end up building policies that just compound. Yeah, that upon, aren't relevant to anything yes. or that are maybe even not helpful and destructive to yeah. certain people. Well, let me repeat the question one more time here and we'll wrap up for today and for this week as well until, until tomorrow morning for Sabbath as well. Where do you already see God working for change and innovation in your life and in your church? Think about that. Talk with your community, your loved ones about that, with people you connect, and we will connect tomorrow. God bless. Look after each other and live love. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love.